The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. And now it's time for a Deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan. to keep it real on the Buck Blue Show. Appreciate you hanging out here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. Of course, we're streaming at 680thefan.com. Click and watch the show. Uh, we invite you to do that. And there's some folks listening on the fan mobile app driven by Beaver Toyota of coming. Beaver Direct, fastest and easiest way to shop online. For your next vehicle, let them wow you up at coming Beaver Toyota. We appreciate them very much. 10 o'clock hour on the fan brought to you by Dupree Plumbing. When you need plumbing relief, call the team I trust at Dupree and score $50 off your next plumbing service. More information at DupreePlumbing.com. Hump Day Wednesday, we're locked and loaded. Chris Mortensen coming up here in a few. We'll run through the NFL. And also, Michael Williams makes his debut on the Buck Baloo Show. Need Michael to have a big day on Saturday up in Knoxville. That would be huge. Number 13, a big-time player. Looking forward to having him on the show. Really awesome. DT in the house, Road Dog. Believe took Kirby's helicopter into the battery Atlanta today. I thought I heard something landing on top of the orange deck. You know you've made it when Kirby is allowing you to use the helicopter to get to work. Very impressive, Road Dog. Very impressive. Let's get to work. Bucks. Big. Take. College football playoff committee got it right last night. What was that? Oh, that was a stinger. There was supposed to be a stop sign there, Buck. Sorry. Three, two, one. The college football playoff committee got it right last night. Dogs on top. The eye test told us that a couple of weeks ago. But the committee is more focused on the resume, apparently. Top 15 wins over Missouri and Ole Miss impressed the guys in suits, which is a good thing. And 27 wins in a row must have finally kicked in, too. Somebody must have just told the committee that's what the dogs have going on. Ohio State dropped from the top spot in spite of the fact their Buckeyes offense is back at full strength with Igbuka back in the slot and Henderson at the top of his game back at running back. Just in time for the big game next week. Looking forward to that one. Michigan checking in at three, Florida State at four, Washington at five, Oregon at six, Texas at seven, and Alabama coming in at number eight. 
Now, you may have heard the show with me talking about this. I'm going to say it again. I think the committee has totally undervalued the Alabama Crimson Tide. They've ignored the eye test with Alabama and gone with their resume of losing to Texas earlier in the season. If they paid attention to the eye test with Alabama, they would know that the Crimson Tide is playing their best football. And I totally believe that Alabama is one of the top four teams in college football right now. And coming up uh, down the road, coming up in a few weeks, the committee, the beginning of December, their job is to pick the top four teams in college football. So there's some changes that uh, could be coming down. We've got a lot of head-to-head matchups coming up here that might change the look of what it uh, looks like right now. But the committee's job come December the uh, 3rd or 4th, something like that, is to pick the top four teams in college football. And we will see how that shakes out. It's a shame we don't have the extended or the expanded playoffs already in place this season because we've got about 8 to 12 teams that would make this, a uh, if it was a 12-team playoff, make this very exciting. And we're going to get that moving forward. But uh, this year, final year of having the four teams in the college football playoff. I think we're set up for a pretty good Rest of the uh, regular season here, Buck. A lot of impactful games just in these last, what, three weeks. Yeah, I counted about ten of them. And I went through those a few days back on the show. Looking forward to seeing this all unfold, man. There's going to be some changes going on. Going to be some big-time changes. And I'll tell you what, it looks like this thing might turn into chaos. I mean, you think Joe and John Michaels were going at it today on the locker room? Just wait a week or two, and they might be coming to blows. I don't want you to raise your voice at me. I mean, there might be some right hands thrown. No, 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 no. So let me just tell Finn, if you're listening, Finn, get ready to break it up. This thing might get a little bit crazy on the locker room in the coming weeks. Because it seems to me that John Michaels, he's more about the resume. He wants to see what's on the resume. And Joe Ham is more about the eye test, can look at the teams, tell who's playing the best football. And the thing about Texas is Texas, uh, they beat Alabama second week of the year. And for Alabama, things have completely changed with the way they're playing, particularly at quarterback. Well, Mil, uh, where Jalen Milrow, now they've built the offense around Milrow. Milrose totally confident, playing at a high level, one of the top-performing quarterbacks in college football right now. Now, that wasn't the case against Texas early in the season. But Michael sees the resume and sees, okay, Texas beat Alabama. So regardless, come early in December, that will trump anything that Alabama has working in their favor. Seven teams right now, 10-0. Seven of them. The most this late in the season since 1998. It's been a while. So on ESPN, just watching the uh, committee, uh, the, the little thing after the 
the basketball game last night. They had to fit it in. Eight teams have a 33% chance to make the playoffs. Four teams will make it. We have potential for chaos. But this thing might shake out on its own. With all these uh, matchups we've got coming up through the rivalry weekend. Doesn't that always seem to be the case, Buck? Right? Around this time next week, everybody's, oh, God, who, who, everybody's who's in freaking who's out? out and, and then, then it all plays out. And then we typically like, yeah, that's the four teams we need. Yeah. So looking forward to seeing how this unfolds, man. This is uh, pretty awesome stuff as we wind down this regular season. And, uh, hey, man, want to invite you to go out and see Chuck and Chernoff. They're going to be at Buffalo Wild Wing and Marietta coming up tomorrow uh, beginning at 2 p.m. That's Ernest, uh, Ernest uh, Ernette Barrett Parkway for the Atlanta Football Feast. ATL football feast. Guys are going to broadcast live, do the show. Then they got the fan promo team showing up. They're going to stick around till 8 o'clock, taking you right up to kickoff with great prize giveaways, courtesy of more than sports. They're in a better place to be on Thursdays this football season than at a Buffalo Wild Wings sports bar. Chuck and Chernoff at 2 tomorrow. Promo team until 8. And that is Buffalo Wild Wings in Marietta, Ernette Barrett Parkway for the ATL Football Feast. Did I get that right? Road Dog, want to get that right? Yeah, thumbs up. We got it right. All right, coming up next, Chris Mortensen's going to hang, and then we're going to break down this Georgia-Tennessee game, which is huge. Totally excited about that. You got the Buck Blue Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Blue Show rocking and rolling on this hump day Wednesday. Ready to talk a little NFL football. We do it each and every Wednesday. You're on the Buck Blue Show. Chris Mortensen's been with the show for an extended period of time. I mean, we're talking about over a decade. 
He goes back to old Buck and old Kincaid when we were together. And uh, Mort has uh, been awesome to us. We appreciate that very much. We bring him on uh, once a week. And it's time for Mort. The best NFL insider in the business is only on the fan. This is ESPN's NFL insider, Chris Mortensen. That's right, ESPN's Chris Mortensen, our truest NFL insider, joins us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. Mort News coming down on Deshaun Watson tonight, out for the season with a shoulder injury. And now the Browns have to go to C.J. Walker? Nick Chubb already out. Yeah, well, they've actually had success with Walker on the field for a small stretch this year. We know their defense is the reason they've won, but Watson just got through playing a game in which he had his finest moments. And uh, as we've mentioned before, that $230 million, all of a sudden, does it look so... Uh, like such a good investment. Now it's not his fault he gets hurt. He got hurt. That's legit. So I honestly think though, when you go back to his days in Houston when we, when he was outstanding, when he decided the one year to sit out because he wanted to be traded, and he was trying to force the trade to Miami. Uh, that was before the last round. I think when you sit out, when you distance yourself from football, and it goes on for more than two years, I think it's hard to get the rust off. And then all of a sudden, you're you're playing. It takes a while to get the rust off. You're starting to play well. You have some moments. Then injuries happen. I mean, I I think he's, I think he's got a rough. uh, the ability for him to get back to who he was is going to be very tough. Yeah, and I think the cumulative effect also factors in here, Morty. He took a lot of abuse behind that Texans offensive line. And I think that yeah, plays yeah. into what's going he, on now. He did. He, he, he took some abuse. I mean, yeah, he definitely he took some abuse. And, but, but, you know, he, that, that's, where, that's where everybody put his value is how well he played in Houston. So... I think that uh, you know those things do add up, and uh, and uh, it, it's unfortunate for Cleveland because they're they're in the race in the in, in that division. Yeah, Nick Chubb uh, undergoing a second knee surgery. Now they're still expecting him to be ready to go at some point in time next season. Yeah, you know when they did the original surgery, they had to clean up, and you hear this occasionally. A lot of other things besides the ACL. Then it was just after it was cleaned up and swelling went down uh, and healing was taking place, do we do the ACL? And the answer was yes. So they think the ACL heals at a much faster rate under these conditions. But when they did that original surgery, they also said, we don't expect them back to the next year. Yeah, we we love Nick Chubb in this part of the country, as you know. I think you know Nick Chubb for a guy who who says nothing is actually beloved around around this league. I mean, I think he's one of the most favorite. If you listen 
people's top ten favorite players, and not just the the, the football player, but the person. Nick would be one of those guys, and he's not a guy who speaks to cameras or the press or anything. He just just does his job in a classy way. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Mort, uh, you know, Jim Harbaugh's been in the news a lot here lately as far as the uh, sign-stealing thing goes. Seems like Harbaugh's in trouble all the time with somebody. I mean, we started the year with this conversation. We're going to end the season with, with Harbaugh in this conversation, off-the-field stuff. And, you know, uh, the narrative is, is uh, Harbaugh, let's say the NCAA did come down on him hard at some point in time. You know, it's always, well, he, he can easily move on to the National Football League and get him a head coaching job right there and avoid all this, or like Pete Carroll did back in the day. Mort, is Jim Harbaugh going to get an NFL head coaching job? Uh, my guess, and that's, that should tell you something, is that yes, he will, but I don't think it's like what, what's been portrayed, that there's going to be 10 teams lined up trying to hire him. Because even with the San Francisco, he won, but it was difficult. So you, you, you know, you have, I don't think there's going to be a long, long line because his reputation isn't the best. But, you know, the bottom line is the guy does win and his quarterbacks usually play pretty well. Now, you know, he assumes a lot of things. You know, the reason he's still in Michigan is he assumed he had the, the Minnesota Vikings job that he didn't get. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I think it, uh, I'm interested to see what the, what the NCAA findings are. More of the Bills fire, their offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey. And, you know, I, I was thinking when a few, was it a few games ago where he yeah. just literally destroyed the, uh, coaching box. I mean, when things something went wrong, he picked up his papers. He was banging on the desk, and I was thinking, my goodness, Dorsey's a little bit crazy. Is it all the turnovers uh, that are driving Dorsey crazy? Crazy as Joe Brady now takes over that Bills offense. No, listen. I, uh, first of all, Dorsey, he did that. He did that last year. If you watch the Bills offense, it is as plain as could be. There's no creativity. Uh, the receivers, you know, you, you think, well, they're, they're pretty good, but listen, they're missing two tight ends. They're, 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 their receivers are, have no creativity. I think when Cole Beasley left, it was Josh Allen missed a valuable part. Everybody talks about uh, the other guys. But the other thing that happened to the team is that six of the top 11 players were out the other night and three of their best five. And I think all of that affects the team. Now that going back to Ken Dorsey, I was kept waiting for something very creative to happen. And then I wonder how much of the issue is Ken is Sean McDermott. I mean, they don't win close games. They lose a lot of close games in the final seconds of games, don't they? Because Seems the other like night, it. the other night, the offense gave the defense uh, a, a, a lead with under two minutes and seventy-five yards for the other team to go. So they they have a lot of issues. It'll be interesting to see 
Yo, how's Joe Brady just too? Yo, Brady, of course, was at LSU when Joe Burrow was there. You know, he was really a co-coordinator. And, and maybe he can come up with some creative things. But I think I think what they've done is they, I think they need to let Josh Allen go and play. You know, I, I think they tried to restrict him too much. Yeah. Well, they hadn't scored over 25 points in a game since week four. And Josh Allen leads the NFL with 14 turnovers. Only uh, Desmond Ritter's close to that 14 right. number by Josh Allen. Speaking of Ritter, the Falcons on a bye week. And, and more, I think there's a 99% chance that Arthur Smith is going back to Desmond Ritter coming off this bye. What about uh, well, you? 99.1 just to be here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're on the same page that I am. Yeah, I am. I, I am. I think that became pretty evident and pretty became pretty evident in the the post game comments. Yeah, this is uh, we we're going downhill fast down here in Atlanta, Mord. I mean, my goodness, losing games left and right. Got the easiest schedule in the National Football League. Talks about Art whether he's going to make it. Uh, come the end of the season, are they going to turn the page? What's going to happen here? This isn't any fun at all down here with the Falcons, Mort. No, I'd be interested to see what owner Arthur Blank does. And, you know, they can, Ritter's going to have to have a spectacular second half of the season because they they need a quarterback. There's no doubt about it. And this is the NFL draft to get it, too, isn't it? I mean, we're looking at about 10 to 12 guys that have some value that are going to be in the upcoming NFL draft that, that play this position. This is the year for teams to be looking for a quarterback. Exactly. And you have a roster, you say, we're ready to win. Well, you better, teams can win with a rookie quarterback if they get a good one. But, you, you know, you're going to have to find a way to get a quarterback. Mort, great as always, man. We so appreciate it. We'll talk to you again next week. All right, Buck. Take care, bud. ESPN's Chris Mortensen, our truest NFL insider. And as you know, he joined us on the Hobson & Hobson Newsmaker line. I want to jump into some Tennessee, Georgia talk, and why not? I mean, you look at the schedule uh, this week around college football, and this is clearly one of the top games in college football this week, and it'll be the third consecutive quality opponent that the uh, Bulldogs are going to be facing. So three consecutive top 20 matchups for the Georgia Bulldogs. The uh, the idea they hadn't played anybody worth a darn, uh, we don't hear that conversation anymore now. In fact, the college football committee is now impressed with what Georgia is putting together. Oh, uh, you got Tennessee now. They've won 13 consecutive home games. And when you go on the road in the SEC, you better be bringing your A game. And that's what Georgia... Uh, should be planning on doing in this one. Remember the last time they hit the road? Wasn't that uh, wasn't that Auburn? Seems like Georgia's been at home almost every single game this season. Yeah, but the Auburn game was a struggle. Got into Jordan-Hare Stadium. Auburn played their best game. You had Hugh Freeze with a really good offensive game plan that exploited Georgia on the edges. They were able to run the ball, uh, get after the Bulldogs there for a little bit. Thank goodness Carson Beck had his act together. Bulldogs were able to come back and win a tight game there at Jordan-Hare. And I'm expecting uh, to, to see sort of the, the same type of struggle up in Knoxville. 
Tennessee will uh, give Georgia their best shot coming off that loss to Missouri. Got Heifel certainly has his team's attention. Losing that game the way they lost it, they weren't even in the game. Got slapped around and embarrassed. Got to figure Tennessee's going to bring their A game coming up against Georgia Saturday at Neyland Stadium. Uh, Bulldogs, they have uh, on the road still averaging 35 points a game. Now you got the Vanderbilt game thrown in there in Nashville. So you might want to toss that one out. But uh, how does Georgia win this game against Tennessee on the road this coming Saturday? Well, the most obvious thing in the world that I could sit here and say would be offensively that when you're on the road in the SEC in a hostile environment and you're getting the other team's best shot, the worst thing you can do is turn the ball over. That is the easiest way to leave town a loser. So offensively, I would be surprised. I mean, Carson Beck has really done an outstanding job of protecting the football. I mean, he's still fitting the ball into tight spots down the field, intermediate to deep. And sometimes you got to take some chances when you do that. But uh, Georgia has, has not been turning the ball over. I would be stunned if they went up there and turned the ball over three, four, five times in the game. Absolutely stunned if that happened. Now, on the other side of the ball, Georgia averaging uh, their defense allowing only 15 points a game. And the Vols are averaging at home 39 points a game. So something's got to give there. And we spoke yesterday about Tennessee leading with the run game in 2023. A year ago, they led with the passing game. Josh Heupel, a really good coach, in my opinion. Plays to his personnel, which is a sign of good coaching. A year ago, they had a quarterback, Hendon Hooker, that could get the ball down the field accurately. Had some receivers that could go get it, make some big plays, be explosive. And now they're in the National Football League. So Heupel looked at his offense this year and said, we don't have a reliable quarterback getting the ball down the field. And we don't have big play receivers that can really threaten the defenses vertically. So we're going to change it up. We're going to lead with the running game this year. And that's exactly what they've done. How do you win on the road in the SEC? You don't turn the ball over, and then you limit the opposing team's explosive plays, which doesn't look like to be a tremendous threat. As you look at this Tennessee offense, a lot of run game stuff. So you want to play the run tough, and you want to limit these explosive plays. What the explosive plays do is they get the home crowd going crazy is what happens when you get that big explosive, that 60-yard run or that 75-yard touchdown pass, and the crowd goes crazy. You want to limit that. You want to frustrate that other team. You want to make Tennessee earn it. Now, they're a top team, a top 10 team in college football running the football. But again, you, you want to make them earn it. Go 10 to 12 to 14 plays, executing 10 to 14 plays on one single drive to get it in the end zone. And that takes a lot of time off the clock, too. And you look at Georgia's secondary, I, I have not seen a better secondary this season 
watching college football than this Georgia secondary. Lassiter is an all-American caliber cornerback. Look at the safeties back there. You have got, uh, you know, Bullard playing at a high level. You got Tyke, the nickelback. Tyke Smith is playing at a great level. Uh, you got Malachi Starks back there making plays, and they've been able to cover up the other boundary cornerback spot with a couple of guys that have, you know, elevated their play too during the course of the season. So I don't see Tennessee lighting us up with big plays down the field. I'd be stunned with that too. And look, Tennessee's going to spread the field like we were talking about yesterday with that run game. Try to spread the defense out horizontally and then uh, attack you with a run play. So Kirby's going to say, look, our defensive line has got to win some one-on-one battles. you got to have C.J. Allen play like he did a week ago, play like that on the road in Knoxville and in Neyland Stadium too, which is asking a lot out of a freshman. But he doesn't look like an ordinary freshman. Let's hear from Kirby talking about that Tennessee run game. It's the commitment to the run. It's the spacing of the receivers. You know, they're not playing in a phone booth. They're playing in a uh, big farm field. I mean, they got everybody spread out. So when a run spits, it's going to go for a long way before Smith gets to it. So your ability to tackle and fit runs is exposed at a three times the level. And they all almost always have a good box count, meaning they got a hat on a hat and they're at an advantage. Um, so a man has to whip another man to be able to, to stop the run against them. Yeah, last night I uh, settled in and was, uh, doing a little research on this Georgia-Tennessee game, and I watched the Josh Heupel press conference these coaches do at the beginning of every week on game week. And Heupel was going on and on about this Georgia defense and what a great job they do tackling. They tackle in space in the secondary do a great job of tackling. And then in the run game, they get these running backs on the ground. Tackling is a huge thing, especially out in space. I think you nailed it. Got to be able to tackle. Georgia does that as well as any defense that I've seen this year. And Heupel, you know, will back me up on that. I think Tennessee, their probably biggest thing on this side of the ball As far as uh, Tennessee, uh, flip it over to Tennessee's uh, defensive side of the ball. The biggest thing, uh, the most important thing for them, I mean, being nice to force a lot of turnovers, I wouldn't expect that to happen. But to me, the most important thing for this Tennessee defense, taking on Beck and company, is to win third down. Third down is huge. Georgia is number two in college football on third down offensively. Bulldogs are converting 55% of their third down plays. Number two in college football. Tennessee has got to win third down if they want to pull off the upset. Get Georgia off the field offensively and get their volunteer offense back out there. To me, I think that's the biggest key in the game for Tennessee. Third down defensively. Got to get Georgia off the field. Let's get to that injury report. It's now time for the Northeast Georgia Health System Injury Report. Improving the health of the community in all we do. Yeah, and this week the Atlanta Falcons they are on a bye week and so they're trying to heal up and quarterback Taylor Heineke went down this past Sunday out in Phoenix with a hamstring injury and 
when you hear hamstring, you're thinking, oh, Lord, you're talking about an extended period of time. I don't think this is one of those hamstring injuries. It has been described, and I quote, as a low-grade hamstring injury, not something that's going to keep him out for an extended period of time. So, you know, the rest and rehab during the bye week should have Heineke ready to play whenever it is they want to put him back in there. I just mentioned with more and more degrees with me, we're expecting Desmond Ritter to get the start coming out of this bye week. Man, I've been looking forward to talking with Michael Williams. Let's get to the Bulldog Roundtable. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Baloo. 25-20, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union, Georgia Pack and Load, Finley Roofing, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Joining me now on 680 The Fan and the Bulldog Roundtable, and he joins us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line, Georgia defensive lineman. Michael Williams, uh, Michael, how's it been going? Ten games into the season, how's that body holding up? <laughs> uh, it's been going good, as you said. Yeah, ten games in, so you know, as everybody is in the SEC, we're a little sore, but you know, we're good for sure. You proud of the way this defensive line's performing uh, right now? I mean, you got those three seniors in there: Stackhouse and Logue and Brentson. And uh, tell us about that group you're playing ball with this year. Uh, yes, sir. We uh, we've been we haven't always been playing to the standard, but as of late, we've been playing better, and uh, that's really exciting to see. And uh, as you said, you mentioned those three guys, and also Tamir Walter. I love playing with those guys. And I'm gonna hate to see them go. Yeah, and a, a good a group of young dudes too that you're playing alongside of. Now, talk about your coach and the job he's doing there. Uh, everybody seems to appreciate what he's done since he arrived. Oh yes, sir. Uh, coach Trey Scott. Yes, yeah, sir. absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Coach Trey Scott, man, he's been doing a phenomenal job. I feel like he's the best defensive line coach in America with how he slows down the game to us and breaks down every little step to uh, for us to, for us to help us with our technique. And I'm guessing he played a large part in your recruitment. What oh, yeah. uh, what what were the things that attracted you to come to Georgia? Uh, really, the home feel, like how close it was to home. And then I knew if I came to Georgia, I had a, a better shot at going to the NFL, which is my dream. And I knew that I could come here and be successful. We was going to win. And how about C.J. Allen, man, stepping in for Pops and uh, freshman of the year, uh, freshman of the week in the SEC, coming off that performance this past weekend over Ole Miss. What, uh, what kind of game did, do you think he had? And uh, were you impressed or surprised? Uh, uh, what do you think about the job he did for you? No, I kind of wasn't surprised because I know how hard he works and he studies and he trains. Uh, he played a great game, and I, and that's that's to be expected of a guy like C.J. Allen. Uh, I kind of I kind of kind of expected it. If we've been honest, <laughs> like that's how kind of George is. Like next man down. I mean, like next man up mentality. Yeah, y'all are doing that, man. Y'all have recruited very well up there. Uh, so you got Tennessee this week. Volunteers. This is a, t- a tough matchup, I think, for uh, most of your teammates really respect what the volunteers bring to the table. What are you expecting out of Tennessee this weekend? Oh, yeah, Tennessee is a great team with a great offense. Uh, they're way better than their record says. Uh, Tennessee, we expect them to come out and go fast and be and be physical. Uh, we expect a hard and a good, tough matchup with Tennessee. 
What's it like for you, uh, the challenge? Uh, do you embrace the challenge of winning on the road in the SEC? Uh, it's rugged out there, man. Yes, sir. We embrace it fully, and we know how tough and how hard it is to win on the road and compete alone in the SEC. And uh, by going on the road and winning, that's that's huge, and we and we love it. I'll tell you what I appreciated. I, I really like I I've seen where in some of these passing downs, they've moved you inside where you're working uh, against some of those offensive guards. Uh, do, do you like that, uh, moving a little bit around on that defensive front? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. I don't like anything that uh, <laughs> that Coach Shubin and uh, Coach Smart and the defensive staff drop. Like, uh, I'm here for the team, and I'm going to do it, whatever I need to do for, to help us be successful. I'm guessing as you look around the locker room that you're feeling pretty confident about what this team's going to be able to do in the weeks to come. Back-to-back uh, -back national titles. I mean, this is far beyond anything the Georgia fans expected. Uh, how you feeling about the team uh, this weekend and then moving forward? I'm feeling great about the team. I feel like we've got a, a great opportunity ahead, but right now we're focusing on the now, and, we, and the now is Tennessee. Uh, we're not really looking ahead, but right now we're focusing on Tennessee, but I feel great about the team and where we're going. Michael, keep up the great work, man. These Bulldog fans are loving what you guys are doing, and, and best of luck up in Knoxville. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. Hey, the fan is the only place to be on college football Saturdays, and $3 Cafe is the place for college football. Join the fan this Saturday. We'll have, be broadcasting live from noon to 4 from the free, uh, $3 Cafe in Kennesaw with 680 College Game Day. So come on by. Enjoy some great wings. Coldest beer in town this Saturday at $3 Cafe in Kennesaw. That's 2700 Town Center Drive Northeast near the Town Center Mall, $3 Cafe, Atlanta's best wings and family-friendly sports bar. You can count on us every Saturday for that college football coverage. All right, coming up next, I'm going to fix Josh Allen. Stick around for that. Got the Baloo Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car-buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. Fifty years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. We got the Buck Blue 
show on the fan, 680 and 93.7. That is 10 to 11, Monday through Friday. You're right. I've got a great job. Loving it. Now, we got to move fast, and there's no fooling around on this show. I mean, we got to straight keep it real, and we're going to do some more of that right now. Let's find out what's popping. All right, I'm going to fix Josh Allen. Ran into a Bills fan yesterday. Seems to be a lot of Bills fans. The Bills Mafia, they're all over Atlanta, it seems like. So I'm going to fix Josh Allen, who leads the NFL with 14 turnovers. I mean, he's got more than Desmond Ritter. And I know that's hard to believe. <laughs> Ritter seems to turn that thing over three, four times a game. I mean, I know you're stunned that there's a quarterback in the league with more turnovers than Ritter. And, and Ritter even took a couple weeks off. Josh Allen leading the league with 14 turnovers. And he's got a new offensive coordinator, Joe Brady, who now will take over. And if I was Joe Brady, would uh, have a meeting with Josh Allen today, a one-on-one meeting, do, uh, the door closed. And I would say, Josh, I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Do you want to win big? And Josh Allen would say, yeah, I want to win big. Come on, what kind of question is that? Stupid. Well, listen closely. Most of your mistakes have come forcing the ball into tight windows down the field and the intermediate levels of the defense. You've got a big arm. You've got arm talent. I know you're in love with the arm. And you can think you can you can fit it through the eye of a needle when you have to. And you do it some of the time. But the times you don't is flat out killing this offense. And it's killing our opportunity to win big. Stop it, man. Stop forcing the ball into tight windows downfield. And start extending the plays. When you see a tight window, don't try to force it in there. Extend the play with your legs. Josh, you're very athletic. You can move around. You can get out of the way of those defensive linemen. You can get outside the pocket. You can run with it. You can throw it on the run. Or worst case scenario, you could throw it away. i tell you what, if you stop forcing the ball into tight spots and start extending plays, I'm going to start dialing up more imaginative play calls and concepts. And the Bills will win big. You ready to do this, Josh Allen? Absolutely he is. And that's how I would fix Josh Allen right there. Let's get to the final word. Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers. Keeping Georgia green since 1955. Thoughts and prayers going out to Jimmy Harper's family. Uh, Jimmy Harper, former Georgia football and baseball player. Played for uh, head coach Wally Butts back in the day. Now, I I wasn't around then. But Jimmy Harper, I knew him as a SEC official for 33 years. SEC football. He officiated 43 bowl games and three national championships. 
He was honored by the College Football Hall of Fame for being an outstanding official. He was in the Georgia Sports Hall of Fame, still is. And I knew Jimmy Harper as a great guy and was able to play a little golf with Jimmy Harper and totally enjoyed every single time that I saw and spent some time with Jimmy Harper. I enjoyed my time with him. Thoughts and prayers out to the family. And um, we will not forget Jimmy Harper. Tough news today here and there. And passed away a couple days ago. All right, that's going to do it for the Buck Blue Show. Nick and Chris are coming up next. Stay tuned for that and have a great rest of the day, everybody. Thank you, Buck. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves. And people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required. And they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. (sighs) Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing, or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands, an easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at CampMargaritavilleLanierIslands.com. 